0: Download the
2: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
0: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, the fan.
2: Stepping into the spotlight. Like, this song is dope, man. Yeah, yeah.
3: It, I love I was this. Like, I was like, oh man, he's about to go in. You go know, we just man. we
2: recently changed the the intro to to the show. What? Three weeks ago, Jesse. Four, three, and three weeks ago. I think. And brand three. New, yeah, brand new intro to the show, man. Shout out to Turn Down for What? That was good to us for a good uh four years. So happy four Easter. Four years? Yeah, four years, man. man. That's it's been four years since we were doing the show. And man. come uh, Turn Down for What was our first? It was that was a hype song at the moment. It didn't have no lyrics. You know, there was no rap part, there was no breakdown, it was just Turned down for what? You yeah, know? And it but, was
1: a
3: crazy beat. Yeah, so, man, I mean it was so, a dope man, you beat. you go but, somewhere and they play that. Yeah, it's over with.
2: But shout out to RTJ, which is Run the Jewels and Killer Mike for for that song from the Black Panther soundtrack. So we figured it'd be a good little intro for Sports Sunday. But uh, as you can tell, I am not Mike Lynch. That soothing baritone voice is back in New Jersey with his family for uh, the holidays. So happy holidays over there to the to the Lynch family. The probably the nicest group of people that I've ever met. Which is why Lynch. Probably is so likable
3: he is likable yeah
2: he's a likable dude so that other little soothing baritone you might hear over here is uh (laughs) none other than 1080 the fans do it all dude uh my guy marcus Grease. what's good with you bro
3: man i'm just chilling man i appreciate you inviting me it's about time you know
2: absolutely you know we've been we've we've kind of worked with each other for like almost a a little over a year like doing football and doing all type of stuff like high school football and we I, we never met face-to-face until last what was week. last week? Last week at the That's Hoop crazy. Summit practice. And I saw you with a 1080 uh, folder. And I was like, man, who is this dude? With a, <laughs> you know, I don't know him. So I walked <laughs> I, up and was like, man, you know, you work for the fan? Told me your name. I was like, <laughs> there it is, <laughs> man. There it is, man. So I had to get you in here today, especially I knew Lynch would be gone for uh, a couple couple weeks. You know, I don't, th- I don't know if he's going to be back next week. So
3: Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was going to have to ask you, though. What's up with this uh, Sunday morning Show we're talking nine o'clock Sunday morning. Come yeah. on, man, we can't go a little later.
2: I mean, like, like till like twelve. Used to be at eight.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: We the, when we first started, the show started at eight. Oof. That's man. That's we what have I'm some,
3: saying. Maybe we need to push back the start of the show, man, because that's crazy. We have some really faithful listeners that have been
2: with us since the the eight o'clock time start, and then there was a point to where we had to we had to stop at like nine thirty because the Seahawks come on at ten, uh, yeah, yeah. and then there's days to where we don't have a show at all because the Seahawks come on. So we've got some real faithful listeners that've been with us for a long time. You can interact with us too on the Better You Today text line five five three zero five. You can get at me on Twitter, which I've been relatively active on lately. You know, for all. Hey, time. I
3: have to say, I tried to follow you, man. You didn't follow me back.
2: You tried to follow me? Yeah, man. I will. I will add hey, you. I will go. All, hey, no, I get it. man. I will man. do I this right it. now. No, this that's not on purpose, bro. Jesse, I will do this. Jesse, you got a Twitter too? I will do this right now.
1: Yeah, it's the, very unactive. I was going to say, then I probably
3: season. followed you, too. I'm pretty sure I followed everyone I will, from the I fan. I will search you right and now, I like, and I will make sure that you yeah. are followed.
1: Outside of NFL season, I'm not I'm not on Twitter yeah, too much. Yeah, I was a
3: little heartbroken. I was like, man, do, do people at the fan not like me? And follow.
2: Uh,
1: Following. See, see? I'll take that.
2: We're right there, <laughs> man. So, we got a pretty, uh, you know, it's playoffs. So, we got a pretty NBA-heavy show, heavy show for you today. Pretty much really blazer heavy we got to talk about uh, game three we're going to talk about the playoffs overall a uh, big game four coming up for both teams tonight this could mean a lot for the blazers this could mean uh, everything for the thunder so we're going to talk about game four and what to expect in that game um you said something about the celtics that i kind of want to dive in about you said you yes. don't trust boston uh we can talk about that because i think we might have differing opinions of course hater to love it is going to be at 10 30 but first I want to start with you, Marcus. I'm glad I got you here because yesterday was a relatively significant day for uh, football fans, especially if you're a football fan from Oregon State University. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was a spring game. Yes, sir. Now, keep in mind, I don't like to dive too, too much into spring games because there's, I mean, I think there's only so much that you can learn. You know, yeah, a yeah. lot of the guys, they're they're not trying to, you know, if you're on defense, you're not trying to hurt your your teammate. You want to make an impact, but you want to make sure you stay within the confines of still practicing, you know, yeah. is really what you're doing, just fine-tuning that. A um, couple guys I just wanted to talk about. I, I wanted to ask you about Jake Luton. Yeah. Uh, sixth year uh, senior.
3: Yeah, the man's old, man. He yeah, was there, man, he's he was like there when I was there. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's like my age, man. So, you know, he's he's still out there slinging it. Last year wasn't the year that I think a lot of Oregon State fans thought it would be for Luton. You think mm-hmm. you get this guy in here he's going to – uh, turn things around for you, especially after a little bit of experience, and it still doesn't happen that year. There still to be, still looks to be a lot of optimism, but yeah. how much of that has to do with Jake
3: Luton in your opinion? Uh, I think a lot of it, I mean, Jake Luton, don't get me wrong, He, I think he's proven himself when he's not injured, right? I think when he's in there, the offense is, the, the offense is rolling because Oregon State's offense has, I mean, they've improved since Jonathan Smith has got there, but the biggest problem, as we know, is their defense. I mean, it's a shootout every game. I mean, Oregon State will lose, you know, 61 or 57 to 35, 38 to 40. And so you're just like, man, like, he. I think the offense is doing everything right. And I think since they got Tristan Jebbia. The offense everyone, was good last yeah, year. Yeah, everyone move. thought this guy, I mean, this this quarterback from Nebraska was going to come in and, you know, kind of just walk in and take the spot. But, you know, if you've been there six years, you know, granted he's only been to Oregon State, this will be his third year, but six years of playing college football – you're going to be pretty good, and you're going to understand the offense. You're going to understand everything you need to do. And so I think that's what Jake has the advantage of. And now he's the old guy on the team, right? He's the experienced leader on the team, especially leading this offense, which, you know, they have Jamar Jefferson. They have Trayvon Bradford. They got Ty John Lizzie from uh, Nebraska. They have a lot of a lot of good weapons, Isaiah Hodge. And so, I mean, he's primed to have a pretty dang good season. All he has to do, right, is just – I think, and sometimes I say this, is sometimes he just has to play bad, right? Say you play bad, miss a couple passes, but... He has guys on his team that all you have to do is throw him a, you know, if it's Isaiah, yeah, he's got some, he got some horses on the yeah, team that can four make a four-yard hitch, up. and he's taking it to the house. And also,
2: if you're looking for a way to stay motivated, you could look at, you know, highly regarded transfer, Yeah. Uh, Tristan. Is it Jabia? How do you say it's it? It's Jabia. Jabia, yeah, Tristan Jabia, who uh, actually had the only passing touchdown for yeah. the Beavers yesterday in that game. So, mm-hmm. and mind you, it was a, it was a four-yard pass. So it wasn't like he blew the roof off with, with any big plays. <laughs> yeah. But you know if you're looking for competition or if you're looking for a way to stay motivated, you know, having somebody breathing down your neck to get on the field uh, could be a big deal for Luton the yeah.
3: shit. Well, I, that's just something that Oregon State hasn't had. You know, when I was there, we kind of had it with the, with the last half, the Anderson era is that we had everything kind of set in place already. Right. So that was the biggest problem is that guys were transferring in and out because there's really nothing they could do. Right. Say you're a great player, but you know, you have a good player ahead of you. You even practice better for, months and months and months, it doesn't matter because they already have their guys set in stone. And that's why you see guys like Richard Mullaney, who transferred from Oregon State, goes to Alabama, three weeks later is a starter, right? He goes right before fall camp, ends up starting, and then ends up being their number one receiver. So stuff like that, it's frustrating, but I think Coach Smith and his staff are on the right track, right? They have everything I think that they need. It's just they have to find a way to change that defense, man.
2: Now, did you play for Gary Anderson?
3: I played for Gary Anderson, and I played for Coach Riley.
2: Okay, so, okay, wow. But, hey,
3: I'm old, man. Yeah,
2: I, I can tell. So, so okay, um, playing for a coach like Mike Riley. You know, yeah. Mike Riley is a, a highly regarded here in the state of Oregon, really throughout college football for his resume. I think a lot of times you think of, the way things end, yeah. and that's how we kind of think yeah, yeah, of a player. You know, we think of Kobe at the end of the drive. We think of Brett, Har- Brett Favre at the end of his career, and we kind of forget all the greatness that was going on in between there. What was the best part of playing for Mike Riley? I'm just curious to know because I don't get yeah. a whole lot of, you know, Beaver alums on the show.
3: Yeah, he's just, man, there's, there's just so much about him. Like, it's if – I don't want to say, like, something illegal, like, you know, if you can't pay for something, he would buy it for you. But he's, like, he just comes off like that guy and – um i always tell people the story is that you know i i lived in a small place in central oregon man in prineville a town of like 10,000 people and let me tell you obviously it's not the best recruiting hotbed but out of all the coaches that came to you know talk to me they're sending me letters you know getting recruited at my senior year i just showed i mean i just showed up to my house one day coach riley was knocking on the front door you know he's like what's up man hey, nice to me he's like Let's go fishing in him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like the old grandpa that you just love to be around. And he's a good dude. There's just, you know, there's just really nothing you can c- complain about. He's just he's just that man.
2: So, what happened with Gary Anderson? Like I'm so we're, yeah. we were all so confused because here you get this great coach mm-hmm. um or what everyone still yeah. assumes can, is a, is a is a great coach, yeah. I guess. Um great track record comes to Corvallis and lays a big <laughs> wet fart like what what happened you know they just in your yeah. opinion having played on that on, on yeah. that team what what was going on
3: there's just too much man there's too much of uh you know there's biased coaches there was coaches that didn't really care about how you performed because you know they're going to get paid regardless and then at the end of the day you look at it and it's they're they're protecting themselves not you know protecting the players right so if a player doesn't do good they're not going to stand up for a different player because right they don't want to put their name on the table just for coach anderson and his staff to i don't know to right get mad at you and then they'll be like all right we're done playing this kid right and it's just stuff like that but it was just it, it seemed corrupt to me right and it's the fact that they tell you one thing and then they turn around and do the other thing like i always tell people why i am frustrated with that staff and mm-hmm. why you know why i'm so bitter about it is the fact that you know i tore both my ACLs and so that's like, the, as you know, being a former athlete, man. That's like the that's yeah, like that's the ultimate price, almost. Yeah, yeah, that's the distance. <laughs> exactly. Almost, In some cases, yeah. yeah. It and used
2: to be, especially the, back in the mm-hmm. early nineties, and you know that that was nobody yeah. came back from that. So yeah, exactly.
3: And that's and that's what it was. So when I go there, and you know, I'm I tear my second one in spring ball. I'm trying to go get surgery and everything, and then the doctor's like, you know, you're not going to be back for the season. You're going to have to retire. You're basically done playing football. That's a hard pill to swallow. Absolutely. Right. And so you have to go tell the coaching staff. So you do. And then Coach Anderson's like, you know, it's all right. It's, you know, we'll be, we'll be fine. You'll be around, right? And we can keep you around. And then after that, you know, I try to go in for rehab. And they're like, what are you doing here? You can't be here. So they basically like, don't let me back into the football facilities. Wow. And basically that, I had to do my own rehab. I think, that's a, I think that's a whole
2: show, you know, on itself. Is, yeah, you know, in itself we can leave is, it at that. <laughs> no, I mean, but no, that's, that's, that's crazy. And, you know, this is really the first time that, I've ever been able to hear, hear this story from you. So we should definitely talk about that more because I'm interested to see, you know, if there are other people that have played for uh, Coach Anderson, or really any mm-hmm. coach that that's kind of the the, the story of. But we're going to make keep it a little light. Just yeah, for the, yeah, just for the sake light. of the rest yeah. of the day. And we're going to keep yeah. it light by talking about, well, it, it wasn't a light game, but it, it it definitely hurt. But I think we're okay with it, man. Game three, mm-hmm. Blazers fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to dissect that when we come back here, right here on Sports Sunday in the Fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9:16
2: here on beautiful, cloudy Oregon <laughs> Easter Sunday. So, uh, happy Easter to all out there. Hopefully, you get a chance to hang out with your families and do some uh, some cool stuff. Uh, I don't know. That there was another holiday last night that I'm pretty sure a lot of folks. Celebrated, you know, yeah. in their own unique yeah, in their, way.
3: In their own way,
2: absolutely. You know, lots of raps we, sold. Lots of organic hemp raps here in this, the the city of Portland. You guaranteed.
3: That, that's always funny because Will Darkins and Luke Anderson. They're like, "Can we talk about that on the show?" I was like, "You know, I don't know if we can." But
2: I don't know why we can't. I don't know why we can't. I mean, it's hey man, like I'm it's a part-time
3: a, guy. I ain't willing to put my. I'm my just life saying. On I'm with line. you. I'm I'm, I'm out <laughs> there
2: with you. But I mean, at this point, it's just as legal as. As drinking, you know, so, well, I mean, I get it, but. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's,
1: yeah. It's more of an FCC thing because it's federally not legal, and that's why you don't hear. See, Jesse's got anything. the answer. We all, mm. um, I knew Jesse was going to have Yeah, to so if, if it was federally legal, you'd be hearing dispensary commercials and that kind of stuff probably on our airs, but since it's not. But yeah. I
2: have heard stuff about, like, I know there was, like, a, a, a weed convention or something like that that happened here, and I think the commercial was played here On the fan, so we like,
1: have like when it yeah. first became recreationally legal, we did have like some. Um, they were more, I think, geared towards people actually trying to get into the industry, but we have shied away since. And I, I some of that once again is to do with FCC rules, regulations, all that kind of well, jazz. Doesn't mean people weren't smoking weed, yes, <laughs> and, and that doesn't mean that you can't they talk were. about it yeah, either. It's so, if were. you listen to FM DJs, they're talking about that kind of stuff all the time, so no, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: so. So, yeah, so shout-out to all the people that celebrated <laughs> safely. You know, there can be some some, some dum-dums out there, so whatever you do, make sure you you do it safely. Uh, game three. Game three. I'm curious. Did, did, did anyone actually think the Blazers were supposed to win that game?
3: No. I didn't think they were, but, you know, part of me, towards the end of the game, and here's the thing, I always tell people this. I told Will this. I tell everybody is that. I am just – I'm not a Blazer guy. Like, I – I'm not from Oregon. Like I lived in Oregon for a good part of my you're life. A New York but, guy. Yeah, so it's like you're a Knicks fan, man. I like the Knicks, uh, man. So, it, but here's the thing. the thing: it's okay because here's the thing. Like when it comes down to it, I am I'm taking I'm taking Damian Lillard over Russell Westbrook, and I love Russell Westbrook, but the way he's acting and the way Damian Lillard is carrying himself in this series, it just makes me like him that much more because. Man, there's just – there's something about this Blazer team. And I know I heard the whole, like, you know, the Blazers, they always choke and they find ways to lose. But I think the biggest thing that stands out to me with this team is that they just have depth and they have they have a bunch of dogs, right? They're not going to have guys like Paul George who are going to come out and drop 50 points every single game. But apparently he hasn't. <laughs> but well, it's, it's just – coming the, though, you know. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's two competitors going at it with Damian Lil- Lillard and Russell Westbrook. And then it's two of the, two of the best fan bases going at it too. I mean, when you when they when someone comes to Portland, you know, right? When someone that Portland doesn't like, and I love that.
2: See, it's hard for me. See, it's hard for me to give OKC credit for being a great fan base. They're still a new fan base. Like I'm still bitter about the fact that that's Seattle's team. Mm-hmm. This should be a Portland Seattle basketball game. You know, mm. right now the i5 ride right? I mean, that yeah. used to be. I'm, I'm telling you, as a kid growing up here in Portland, man. There was no better trip than that three hours to Seattle to go yeah. to Key Arena to watch the Blazers play against the SuperSonics, and so the man. fact that OKC gets a chance to, you know, they even have their championship banner, you know, it's up somewhere up up, up there, yeah. which is which is craziness to me. But I'm with you, man. I I think Damian Lillard is far superior to Russell yeah. Westbrook. Now, what I will say is I don't know if anybody plays basketball harder yeah, than yeah. Westbrook. That's what I'll say. I think he leaves every bit of it on the floor. He's emotional, and sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because yeah. I think you need a dude on your team that just has a couple screws loose, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have so as many screws loose as, let's say, a boogie, you know. <laughs> but Westbrook is able to – I mean, how many times has he really been ejected from the game? We've seen KD being ejected from multiple games this year. Yeah, yeah. How many games have we honestly seen Westbrook ejected from? He does a great job of getting to the head of his opponent, and when yeah. he does that, uh, they get out of their game. That's why Dame is so cool because yeah. – it doesn't phase him. You know, none of that stuff really bothers him. You keep talking, man. That's cool. I'm just yeah. going to keep busting your ass out here and give you 30.
3: Well, that's – yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. It's just if – if you – like, if you go and, and start talking trash to Damian Lillard like Russell Westbrook was, we'll see a third quarter – we'll see a full game like it was the third quarter in game three, right? I mean, what did he do? Come out and drop 25? Like, give me a break, man. Don't Don't go – don't poke the bear. And that's exactly what he did. You know, obviously – the Thunder ended up winning, but and then what it was it, Dennis, Dennis Schroder or Schroeder or whatever, Every started game. tapping his wrist, and you know they're all talking smack when they know they're going to win. But th- see, that's how I know that they're scared though, is that they're not saying anything. Oh no! Mid game, right when when it's close, they're not going to say nothing because they know if you if you put Damian Lillard over that next level, it's over with because he'll drop fifty on you.
2: So Dame didn't have the game that he would have wanted to the other night, but he did have twenty five points uh, in the third quarter, which help bring the Blazers back. He ended up finishing the game with a uh, 32 overall. It was the rest of the team that just really didn't come to play. Yeah. I think that was the main thing. When you look at the, the, the stat sheet for Oklahoma city, Paul George at 22, Jeremy Grant had 18. Steven Adams is able to put up 10 and have seven rebounds. Uh, Westbrook did Westbrook things and had 33 and 11 Terrence Ferguson, you know, even Dennis Schroeder, like you mentioned who really, and we got to stop doing this. Dennis Schroeder a starter. Dennis Schroeder is a starting NBA point guard who happens yeah. to play behind one of the best point guards in the league. That's fact. If he played for any other team, almost any other team that doesn't have a Damian Lillard or Stephen Curry, uh, Kyrie Irving, man, he is starting on that team. Like, Dennis Schroeder is that good, and he's been starting for his entire career up until he had gotten to OKC. So... Yeah. We gotta make sure we put that back out there. Like they they weren't getting busted by a scrub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's a lot of time what, what people kind of start poking to is like, oh, he's off the bench, he's a scrub. No, Dennis Schroeder is a starter, and he was plus twelve for 17 and six uh that night. So he can definitely play. My issue was the Blazers didn't have a guy, and we we have a, a text here on the Better You Today text line is um uh Portland, we've always been AI, Moe, and Evan Turner shoot and play offense as badly as they did that night. Um, they were forced to count on threes from non-shooters. That's most of the game with what they kind of did. And mm. it was unfortunate because you you tried to let, um, you know, Harkless wasn't great. You know, yeah, Harkless, yeah. We, you need him to be better if you plan to win. Um, Rodney Hood was not great. And I said last week on the show, I think he's the X factor for this Blazers team. If Rodney Hood plays well, like he did in Game One and Game Two, he gets at least ten to fifteen points. The Blazers have a great chance of winning.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But
2: if if he's just subpar, then they have no chance. But Steph, but Seth Curry wasn't great in that game. Man, Zach Collins was. Where where <laughs> where all your support players? Because yeah, yeah. all the role players for OKC came to play.
3: Mm-hmm. They did. And that, that, well, that's that's just it. It can't be just Dame and CJ. I think. We've said that from the get-go at the beginning of the season. Says you just have to have somebody step up, right? No matter who it is. And sometimes it could be Myers Leonard, right? Something crazy. But maybe Aminu, Rodney Hood. You're right. When Rodney Hood and Seth Curry, when they when they at least, you know, just come to play, I think Portland will win that game nine out of ten times, right? It's just the fact that you look, it's it's Dame has 32, CJ has 21, and you have Cantor have 19, then everyone else is 7 Eight four, and then you look at OKC, and you know four of their five starters have double digits. And I think I, that, I think that's just a big that's a big X,
2: and right? I think we have to really uh, kind of talk about how good um, CJ McCollum you know was the other night. Like he he did what he what he was supposed to do. You mm-hmm. know, so far he came out, he was able to get you the the most assists um, that we had seen at this point. He's putting up twenty six a game for these playoffs, and he's putting up seven rebounds. Like. This is coming from CJ McCollum. Like he's out there doing uh what I think a lot of people have been expecting him to do for most of his career. And I think if that continues to happen, like I'm not worried about Damon CJ. Yeah, yeah, Let's go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. you know, we we know they're gonna do what they do. It's who else is gonna come to, mm-hmm. to help them out, man? You I, I think Cantor has emerged as a great offensive player for the Blazers. But he's a defensive liability and you know it. Like he just yeah. he he won't even try to make a play defensively because he knows he's gonna put himself in foul trouble. So guys just drive right past him. Steven Adams in game one and two looked like an all-star.
3: Yeah, he did. <laughs> he he was bodying him. Steven like, Adams was
2: was was giving him the blues, and I just couldn't understand. Put a hand up, just jump yeah. a little bit, jump at him. You went to Kentucky, you can't be this bad of a defender.
3: Yeah. He, there's no way he can be, but you know, I think it just like you said, it just boils down to another role player stepping up because I think in the first two games as well, Mo Harkless did a great job on Paul George and you know, Paul George, I don't think he's been great this series, but what was the OKC shot? What was it? Let me check real quick. It was 51% from three. I can live with that, right? I can live with OKC shooting 51% in a game and then end up winning in the fourth quarter, yeah, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, they're not going to do that all, yeah, the, time. Do that all no. the time. And the Blazers shot 38%, right? No. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm 100% okay with Russell Westbrook taking threes. I mean, he was four. He was four or six. That's not going to happen every night. I think. I think they're in the right position. It's just when you go to, say, you go to a game three like Portland did, right? They go to OKC. They're going to hit you with their best shot, right? That's exactly what they're going to try to do, and then Portland just has to respond. And I think Damon and CJ are great players in and their ability to respond to something like this. I think Portland's gonna be okay, man, because yeah, after this next game or after this game today, then what? They head back to Portland. And I have a hundred percent confidence that OKC cannot win in Portland.
2: Mm, wow, that's that's a that's coming that's a from big someone one.
3: that's coming from someone who's not a Blazer fan.
2: Okay. Well, just just for FYI, Paul George for the series so far, averaging twenty five points, eight rebounds, three assists. Um a little bit down from his season numbers, but he's that good to where he's still averaging. Yeah, yeah. 25, So that'll let you know exactly what the Blazers are dealing with, with a guy with a bum shoulder. Um, coming up next, man, we're going to kind of dive into this Damian Lillard, um, Russell Westbrook thing, because I'm curious. You said he's better. I want to see what the fans think. We're going to talk about that next. But first, Jesse S Sports Center.
0: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan. We got some
2: text here on the Better You Today text line. Um, Dame is a better all leader and player by far. Westbrook seems like he's straight out of the Jailblazer era. <laughs> so it should be noted, man, Westbrook is a, a tough player, man. Westbrook would be he in, in the, in the Jailblazer era. You got to remember, like, them dudes... <laughs> None of them dudes require boys, man. Westbrook is a family man. He goes home at the, at the end of the day. He's, he's oh, no jail blazer, But I do see kind of uh, what you mean. People forget that the OKC losses with the season were with Nurkic. Dame may be better than Russ. No bias to the Zers fans. But I still say the Blazers are a roster that struggles to win the, uh, the playoff series. They're 2-11 and in the last 13 games. That's true. We have to keep that in mind as well like while the Blazers did start they did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Any home team in the playoffs is supposed to do, protect home court. Yeah, yeah. OKC went home, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, Protected home court. So, if the Blazers can go in there and steal, that's going to say a whole lot for the type of team that they actually are because we got to remember OKC has been bashing the Blazers for yeah, the past 2 years.
0: Like and
2: bad. like 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 pretty bad. And yeah, some of those yeah. have been blowout blowout losses. Now, while Dame while Dame has played much better against Westbrook over the past 6 games, you know, when Westbrook looked at Dame when he was in the line and said, "I've been busting your ass for years, bro." Like yeah, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't a lie. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was that was kind of the real the real deal, but you know, I I think Westbrook may have been in the heads of OKC, just or excuse me, of the Blazers just yeah. a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think I think he was, but you hit a point where and being a former athlete anyone would know this or just in general man even if we're talking about cards if you lose enough times right eventually you're going to get pissed off and find a way to win right and i think that's what portland did because you're right after after russ saying i've been busting your ass for years i was like you see it was I mean, hard to be like yeah it's that's hard not to true. be like he's yeah, he's no. lying but he's not right and so i think after so many times of that happening you just hit a point, and Dame, I think, hit a point where he's like, listen, I'm about to go out and shut this man up. And I think he's really been doing that, honestly.
2: Uh, We got one that says, role players thrive at home. It may go seven unless these guys can find a way to do something. That's from P1 Dustin. Uh, yes, role players play better at home. You have that energy coming off the bench. You don't start, so you don't get the opportunity to get a running start to come yeah. into the game and kind of, you know, you have as a role player, it's tough because you got to come in and be instant offense. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't Absolutely. get an opportunity to really – warm up or yeah, yeah. give me two or three shots to fill myself. No, I got to come in there immediately and try to try to get a bucket and try to make something good happen for my team. So, I think it can be much harder for role players to get involved in some of these games. Uh, after the 2-0 lead, I heard so many people switch their series pick to the Zers uh, winning. Uh, I changed from OKC in 6 to OKC in 7. I I I would love the Blazers to win in 6 games yeah, or in yeah. 5 games. Yeah. Ideally, as a fan, and you know, people say we're homers. We're no, but we we can be really hard on this team. But yeah. as a fan, yes, man, the city is much more fun when the Blazers are good. Trust me, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So if they can get to the second round and do it without a guy getting hurt and without any, oh well, this only happened because of this. Then yes, man, that will be a great thing. Yeah. And, and imagine- that said, I'm sorry. <laughs> that said, uh, I do think Oklahoma City uh, at this point has the the better player in Paul George, and I mm-hmm. think that's where. Uh, things kind of change, and so I'm I'm still saying uh, OKC and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love it to go longer, but I mean, I could definitely see OKC coming out and rattling off four straight or seven.
3: Really, I could. You really could. I I,
2: I could I could see that, just the way they play, and looking at a team that's just just collapses, you know, because yeah. like I said, like like the te- uh, texture said, man, they're two and eleven in the last thirteen games against OKC. Yeah, like yeah. the sometimes the numbers don't lie.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and. But I just see it like this. I mean, playoffs are a whole different animal. They're a whole different beast, and I think they bring out – everyone always says, right, playoff P, you know, playoff brawn activated, all that. But, I mean, let's – I'm saying let's give Damian Lillard some credit about what what he's doing right now. I mean, this dude is playing at a whole different level, and he's – and the way I know is because we know Damian Lillard's a great offensive player, but if he gets hyped when he's – right, when he's getting a defensive stop, that just shows how much this means to him. And I really think that that's going to take them to that second round because, man, if you have Dame busting his ass on, on defense, come on, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like Russell Westbrook can probably score on him at any time he wanted or at least if he if he can knock down his shots, but he hasn't been able to. But even that, like you just see that if, if you get those guys like Dame and CJ really buying into defense, then it's going to lead to offense. That's really how it is. And, you know, like we said, OKC just shot fifty percent from three. I don't know if they can do that consistently for the rest of the series. If they do, then yeah, okay, they, they deserve the win. But if it comes down to shooting, I think I'm taking the Blazers over that. Uh,
2: we have one here. We have another message here on the Better You Today text line. Can't uh, win on the row when the refs call fouls two uh, one for every for the home team. Yeah, the the refs did call a lot Ooh, of fouls. That was bad. Uh, man, it was it was it was. It was pretty bad. It got pretty egregious at a point. The Blazers, 18 for 24 from the free throw line. Um, Oklahoma City, 39 free throws. Uh, so 15 more than the Blazers? Yeah. That's that's kind of saying something. You know, 79% from percent from the line. They knocked 31 of them down. Yeah, at a point that the fouls got real egregious. So I was looking for Tim Donahue somewhere on the floor just yeah. to see if there wasn't some type of collusion going on, but yeah. you know, it was it's. It, I think you have to play through that. At yeah. home, I think the Blazers are going to get similar calls just because the home crowd is rocking. It's hard as a referee to to really not side with or be emotionally invested in with the home crowd or with anything yeah, yeah. that's happening. So I, I could get that. I think the Blazers have to play through that because yet and still they had an opportunity to win that game.
3: They did with with,
2: with all the with all of the the bogus calls, and I'm using the air quotes here as I say that some of them were incredibly bogus, but there were some of them that were right on point. And you've got to be smarter than that. Yeah. The smartest teams in the playoffs typically win.
3: Well, that, and that's why I really think that the Blazers can win this because you look at 15 more free throws, right? And OKC, OKC, OKC shooting 50, percent and the Blazers. I mean they had like you said they had a chance to win it. That's why I'm saying that I feel like that would that might have been Oklahoma City's, right? That that was probably their right hook. And your right hook is your strongest most of the time, right? They're coming in with their with a blow because they have to, right? Cause if you don't make a statement and you don't find a way to win, then this series is all but over if they're up three nothing, right? Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying that that was OKC's best shot. And like I said, I'm not a Blazer fan. I like OKC more than I like the Blazers. But I'm just being real because I really think that this Blazer team Maybe not player for player is better, but I certainly think they're a better team.
2: No, I think they have better role players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think Paul George being the the, the superstar that that he is, like mm-hmm. he had, a, he has a bum shoulder. He's averaging three points less than he averaged yeah. in the average regular season. I think those are the things that put them over the top. The Blazers have always had a, a tougher time with bigger per, uh, perimeter players. Yeah, Paul George, six foot eight, can dribble past you, can shoot over you. Um, outside of Kevin Durant and LeBron, uh, maybe honest name another power four or small four that's better than Paul George. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Like he's in that that top 5 conversation, top 3 conversation. So that ha- you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um refs create the tempo for the game. It happened early. Uh the game was a whole was as a whole was so off tempo because the whistles came so frequently. Yes, yes, those those things can, you know, the stop your flow of things of how uh you're playing your game. That can definitely happen, but again, in the playoffs you just you have to play through that. Yeah. You know, you, you can't afford to go, to go cold. You can't afford to have your your bench players uh, give you, what, mm-hmm, like 30 points. You know, yeah. you, you, you've got to get a little bit more than that because otherwise you're going to tire Dame out. You're going to tire CJ out, and then some of these other guys are going to have to make – excuse me, the Blazers bench had uh 17 points. Oh, That's not going to work. So yeah. you're going to need more from Seth. You're going to need more – from Rodney Hood and some of these other guys. You have to play, be able to play through uh, some of that adversity in yeah. the playoffs.
3: Well, I just really have confidence in their bench. I mean, Curry, come on, he's a Curry, man. You think he's not going to hit a three in another game? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think it'll no. be like that. He's but He's definitely going to hit some more. Yeah, and Rodney Hood is inconsistent, but, I mean, like you said, when he catches on fire, that's why if you're OKC, okay, you hope that he doesn't catch fire because if he catches fire, then it might be – it's bad news, man, because he's going to go off for, what, 15 – and maybe even 20, there's a, t- there's a couple times he went off for 20, and then what happens is it just gets the offense and everybody more involved, and so I really think that was OKC's best blowback, at least for, that they can give Portland right now. I think Portland's a better team. The role players just have to step up, and OKC, I mean, they got the calls. They're shooting 50% from three, and I mean, that's, what more can you ask for, right? That's, that's. That's like the oop and someone just has to, you know, put it down, right? Well, let's see if they can put it down. Game three
2: tonight, 7.30. Is that right, Jesse? 6.30. 6.30. 630. So uh, we're going to do a preview of game four in Oklahoma City tonight, 6.30. That's coming up next right here on The Fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: That was a weird Walmart commercial. Uh, <laughs> was, uh,
3: you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. You know, it's always funny hearing these commercials. I have a commercial on here, and it's bad. Wait, you have a commercial? Yeah.
2: I don't get a commercial. I've been here for four years. Like, who'd have to sleep with to get a commercial? <laughs> like, geez, man, I want a commercial. Oh, man, give me, like... You know, the foot inserts, uh,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the uh, shaving cream. like yeah, you something. Yeah. Manscape it up, bro. Man. Get up on that dirt and sprague manscaping. Not, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a line. He's got a line. It's above dirt did. and spragues.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine was, uh, mine was better to you today. So that, that was a good one. I'll take yeah, that. See, that's, a good, see, that's yeah. a good one. But, yeah, I don't know if I'll do the razor one. No. I don't know if I'll be like, you know, manscaping. Yeah, no, manscaping is
2: good. Sprague looks like a manscaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sprague, I, mean, I guarantee it's like shaped into like a bonsai tree or something like that. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. All right.
3: All game right. four. All right, game four. Game
2: four. Two night, uh, six thirty, uh Chesapeake Arena. What's is that what it's called? Chesapeake?
1: Okay, yeah, I think it's Chesa- Chesapeake, Chesapeake. Arena? Chesapeake. Or Chesapeake Bank. What is it? Chesapeake Something Arena, I think. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Well, that's where they are tonight, is in Oklahoma City. And uh, those jerseys are really ugly. The the ones they wore the other night. No, I don't. Man, I don't like those. We had uh, a text here on the Better You Today text line that says, uh, "Who designed uh, the OKC jerseys Friday night?" Helen Keller. I
3: mean, (laughs) all right, fair enough. Yeah, they were
2: they were pretty bad, man.
3: But okay, are those some of the worst ones you've seen though? Uh, Some of the worst ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Utah's jerseys. The the ones they wore last night. The red ones. I don't like those. Yeah, them. them, them Yeah, those are those are weak. I don't like those
2: ones. I don't like the Charlotte jerseys. Just go back to the old Hornets jerseys; those would be dope. Um, yeah, there's a lot of jerseys that I would I would have to look because right now, like the Blazers have always had, are always going to have a consistently dope jersey. Yeah, like just the red with the Rip City across is still a new one, but that's fresh. Like, yeah, just the old it's basic, the, the old red with the 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 um, Bill Walton jerseys with the Blazers that kind of uh, goes down the side. Like that was fresh. So the Blazers have I don't think they've ever had. A weak jersey, like that's the that's the one. I don't think that. Yeah,
3: I don't think they've ever went out of their way and had an ugly jersey. So
2: hopefully they mimic another champion who won last week wearing red, and they go back to the to the red shirts because Tiger Woods won the Masters wearing red last Sunday. So maybe, you know, the Blazers will be able to master the Thunder. Let's Uh, hope. See what I did there? See what (laughs) I did there? Maybe they'll be able to master the Thunder uh, in Game Four tonight. So I'm curious of what we expect. Mm. I know what what i expect is for oklahoma city to come out firing but there's one thing we haven't talked about yet and it's the end of game 3 there's no time left the time is expiring and paul george does a double clutch reverse dunk mm. just to put an exclamation point on now at that point the blazers were already down uh 10 yeah you know so there was no there's no such thing as a 10 point play they weren't coming back Paul George did that part just to be an a-hole. Yeah,
3: yeah, and yeah, absolutely.
2: hopefully the Blazers and the bench, they took some exception to that because there was a little jawing back and forth between everybody's favorite Blazer ever, Raymond Felton, mm-hmm. and I forget who he was talking to, maybe Evan Turner or something like that. But yeah. I expect the Blazers to come out ready for a fight. Yeah, Expect this game to be really chippy. Expect there to be a lot of contact. Expect there to be a technical or three or four because I think this is going to be a game that's went from being – okay, we respect each other, but we both want to win. So, yeah, this is kind of personal. Now. Yeah, At least for the Blazers.
3: Yeah, it, well, that's certainly what it seems like. It just seems like an old school just rivalry, which is what you want, which is, you know, it's cool to see, like like we were saying at the beginning of the show, just two competitors going at it, but it, it's everybody now, right? It's Russell Westbrook talking trash to Mo Harkless, right? Then, you know, Evan Turner talking to Raymond Felton. Regardless, it's just a bunch of guys going at it. But, man, I don't know if – I don't know if – how the Blazers feel but I know for a fact when I watched that you know I probably can't repeat that or repeat it over the air but I was just like man Paul George what are you doing like I was like that's that's a clown act man somebody give this dude a red nose and some clown shoes because that that's like that's ridiculous man I which I get it I guess if you're a competitor that's something that they would do but then you go into um the press conference and I don't know why I don't know why everyone's hitting this you know next question Next question. Like
2: that's, it, that's that's Westbrook being a jerk to the to the. Oh, there's one yeah, specific there's one guy, yeah, writer yeah, yeah. that Westbrook yeah, I met is him not full with. Last
3: game I went to, but and I, but that's what I'm saying though. Like you guys win the game, right? So what are you gonna do at, at the end of the game? You're just gonna you're gonna put down a a dunk like that, which I get. Time's still on the clock, so might as well do it. But I don't know. It just I guess it depends how you look at it. If you're if you're a competitor like me, I'm gonna be 100 honest. I probably would have done it. Just a – yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because that's – No, played. there are some people that just say, man, you played to the whistle. Yeah. You
2: play until the game was over, and so no mercy and everything. But I'm hoping the Blazers, who already knew that game was over, knew they played like crap, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fourth quarter. Dame couldn't get it going um, until the third quarter. So, yeah, they, they didn't play the best game they should have. I think they will come out with an energy that they had in game one and game two. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you did. So energy is everything on the road. You're yeah, gonna yeah. need that. Why? Because you're not getting it from your crowd. Yeah, you're not. It gonna has to come hype. from your locker room. It has to come from that guy. That's why the the Warriors are great to have a boogie. Or excuse yeah. me, a, a Draymond. You know, yeah. or a boogie or somebody that can get you hype, yeah. whether you're at home or not. Like, who's gonna be that guy uh, for the Blazers? And I, honestly, looking at the team, I don't know if there's a dude that you can say is their rah rah guy. It may it may be Zach Collins. It it may be Myers. I
3: thought it used to be Nurk, maybe when he was there, right? But I don't know, Jesse. What do you think, man? You look like you're ready to you're ready to give us a lowdown. I
1: I, I just I uh, I th- I think it's uh, you, you're getting what you I think expect what you would normally get out of your starters. Um, it, they they've been playing normal. I, I think it, really the biggest onus is on the bench, which. Typically, so you you need Seth Curry hitting some threes, or you need some Roddy Hoods coming in and hitting some threes. Uh, you need Zach Collins coming in and playing some big defense, maybe hitting a couple threes. It, it, you, and that's why I think playing on the playoffs, up on the road in the playoffs is very difficult because – it is so reliant at that point. The X factor really typically relies on your bench because Damian Lillard, you went off for 31. It still wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. It still wasn't close to being good enough because you had two starters shooting 33% from the field. That means you need two guys to step up when you have a couple starters having a down yeah. night because ultimately that's, you're, you're not going to have all five of your guys like on, on fire every no, night. No, no. So you need a couple guys from your bench every night to kind of step up, especially on the road and that, that, to me, is like you need Seth Curry getting hot so or something. I,
2: I, have a, I have a crazy, crazy notion. Yeah. Um, you need scoring. Um, obviously, OKC isn't a great three-point shoot, shooting team. I don't expect them to go 50% again from, from three. I expect Paul George to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to expect OKC to, to do that again. Um, would you play Anthony Simons? I'm one of those people that thinks that Simons could fit in perfectly to the offense and what the Blazers are trying to do because he's a shooter. Yeah. Um, the one thing he showed me in the few limited minutes that he's gotten in the one last game of the of the season uh, the kid can shoot and he's got really long arms and he's able to kind of create his own shot like is he somebody that can be inserted especially right now if you see Seth isn't working um, if you see Jake Langman isn't working yeah. you know at what point do you say well because I remember one time the Blazers put in an unproven rookie that had no private previous experience named Zach Randolph and they put him in. In game uh this the first year the series went to seven games in the first round as opposed to five. Mm-hmm. And they put him in game three, or excuse me, after the Blazers were down three oh and he bought him back and they went seven games. Now they lost, but you all of a sudden you found out, man, who the hell is this Zach Randolph guy? Yeah. yeah. And he ends up becoming a great player for the Blazers, ended up becoming an all star and all type of stuff. So I think there's something to be said for a guy like Simons coming in the game, especially as the, the way the NBA has
3: changed yeah.
2: and being it's a, a nice spot up shooter and a, another option for the Blazers.
3: Yeah. Well, just another option. And you look at Utah, Utah has um, Grayson Allen, right? And it was kind of the same thing. He wasn't, he wasn't that really proven, but they put him in and he fits a role that they needed. And so you put Simons in and, you're right. He could score on his own and he can create shots, but it's just the fact that you have another athletic guy who can shoot. I just think it, it will probably throw off the scouting report for OKC, kind of how they do things and how they prepare for the Blazers. You just throw him in, say, even for, you know, 10 minutes. He's really, you really think he's going to do that bad in 10 minutes, right? If your coach no. thoughts that you don't trust him like that. No, come on, man. Like, give, you know, give the guy some burn because. We know that he could score. I think all Blazer fans know that he can score, but do OKC fans know that? Does OKC in general know that? And worst comes to worst, he comes in, he passes the ball around a couple of times, he misses a shot or two, and then you take him out. But say he gets hot and you get him hot. Yeah, man, that's that's your extra spark that you need on the road when you know you don't have that extra energy, like you were saying, from the crowd.
2: Yeah, so we'll see how things work out. Game four tonight, Chesapeake Arena. <laughs> 6 30 p.m i believe that's on is that on tnt or espn it's probably tnt 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 so we get to hear ernie and chuck and Shaq talk a little bit about them who by the way two of the three of those guys have said that the blazers uh can go to the western conference finals and the nba finals barkley doubled down on it so not the sandwich but barkley actually did double down and say he thinks the blazers can go all the way to the finals Okay, coming up next, man, we're going to dive a little bit into the Eastern Conference, really into the rest of the playoffs. We haven't talked about those guys. Uh, The Celtics and the Pacers have a game that's about to start here in a few minutes on ABC. So Marcus said something about the fact he doesn't trust the Celtics. We're going to talk about that when we come back right here on The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.